Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. The, the running is just killing me. I'm so bad at running. It's insane. That's the one area that I think I could could be an equalizer between yeah. you and me. You would you would crush me in a run. I wouldn't a, crush you. In a sprint, I think I'd beat you. In a run, no way. I think I'd collapse in a run. No, I, I might win, but it wouldn't be fun for either of us. You got you'd beat me from all your cardio, from all your sweaty sweaty Ryan Hank pitcher guy. Yeah, that was that was back in the day. Okay, let's do this. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. I just achieved all three goals for the day on my apple watch oh, i Stay thought you were gonna tell me you like break some candy crush score or something no i haven't done that not yet we're still doing it says stay in the groove so according to my watch i'm getting things done i'm getting things done I'm pretty happy about that how you doing doing good fella i'm exhausted i know you're exhausted it's, it's been a day good, yeah it's been yeah. a day and we haven't de- I, I mean i haven't done any sports today yeah, ball got canceled. That was weird. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. For sure. For sure. We're going to get into that a little bit. I'm going to put the I'm going to put the Acro team. Actually, I'm not going to put our team on blast. I'm going to put the other team on blast and my preparedness on blast. Uh, welcome to the PP1 podcast. This is Ryan. Ted is to my screen right. We are part of the Dean Blundell Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify Podcasts because they're everywhere. You can find us on Google and Amazon, I think. A little bit of everywhere. If it's if it's available on a podcast platform, you will find the PP1 podcast available to you. Most likely, you're gonna be Apple or Spotify, but you know, gotta gotta fill the things. We are presented in concert with our good friends at Move Health and Wellness. I will do a proper ad read with them today because they deserve it. Um, the good folks at Move Health and Wellness. And uh, we are going to talk some Canucks hockey, believe it or not. Not really anything has happened, but at the same time, things are happening. So other other than, you know, the I mean, baseball is kind of getting into full swing. Um, I don't know. I, I almost have my gazebo done, this this ongoing project. Uh, no help. No thanks to you, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you were there for motivation. I'm going to get you on something from this. I'm not sure what. I just, I don't know yet, but I will grab your help somehow. So you're on the other side of the lake. So that's, I mean, that's a big commitment if you do come over here. To I'm do a something. yog. Yeah, I'm a yog away. Yeah. So it's it's not like, hey, can you come down the street and help me out? This It's a big commitment. And I get that. So so this 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 week when we get together with the, the Ball Hawks boys, they both live over here too. So that's three of the four of us. So you're going to have to make your way up here for a I know. I I don't like that. I don't like the fact that 
I have to bring the party. It takes three of you guys like, oh, we're not going to go anywhere. I have to be the one that makes this happen. But it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Because uh, what, I don't know, the only thing we're really going to talk about besides enjoying beer, maybe some little uh, PP1 Ballhawks uh, second annual track meet. Yeah. Yeah, that could uh, that could still be a thing. Do you th- now I'm gonna put this out there. So I had a bit of an issue with my knee today. It made like this. This is this you like pre-setting expectations about your possible upcoming performance about the track meet you just mentioned? Yeah, it is. You went right from track meet to bad knee. Yeah, so this kind of worries like a red me. Flag for me. So it was like I was basically gonna get into like, do you think one of us are gonna sustain an injury that um, will be serious? I think would well, be. you're the only one that runs, so. Well, running doesn't mean anything. What about doing the the three cone drill? That's just all pivots. Well, and that's still running, but you're the only one of us that's been running, so. That's true. That's true. I mean, you do running around the bases when you're doing okay. Yeah. More of a jog when you're out there. Yeah, it's more of a jog. <laughs> more of a little a slight trot. Um, speaking of baseball, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Speaking of baseball, we had uh, your work team on Monday night. And mm-hmm. I decided it was a late game, nine thirty. Don't love the nine thirty games because, especially for you, you're on the other side of town, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. a it's a bit of a trek. And I thought, okay, it's been a it's a holiday Monday, so I've had nothing to do all day. I basically we tried getting some yard stuff done, bits and pieces, and then I just hit like an absolute slump where I thought, you know what, I'm not going to make it to nine thirty. I need a nap, so I had a nap, nice solid like dad hour nap. I was refreshed, feeling great. And I thought, okay, well, I I don't want to just wait here. Maybe I'll go grab myself a coffee. It was a little chilly. There was like a sprinkly rain, nothing major, but I'll grab myself a coffee and I'll stretch it out at the ball field. All good, right? Going to be there a little bit early. Uh, see, I think this is where your story goes a little bit awry because a little bit early might be might be the reason why you showed up to a rained out game. Not a rained out game, but a canceled game. It it got rained out by the other team. So I here's the kicker. The message that called it was about eight minutes after I left. <laughs> so had had I checked it like one more time. Had you not tried to show up forty five minutes before the game? No, I was gonna there. be I was gonna be there just under half an hour and I figure get some warm up. It's cold outside. So then I get to the ball field, and yes, I uh, found out it was canceled from multiple people. I was livid. Shit, eh? Mm-hmm. I had that coffee, so I just sat in the parking lot, yeah. and I just It wasn't, apparently it was canceled due to the other ga- other team not having enough players. Mm. That's kind of what I thought, because I knew it was getting tough, but they can call it whatever they want to call it. So anyway, I was, uh, I was a little bit cranky, but at the same time, I get to go to bed on time. And I'm an adult, so that was a big win for me. It's a big win. It's a big win. Adulting's hard. Adulting is hard. Um, speaking of big wins, the Tampa Bay Lightning mm-hmm. are on to the conference finals. They they swept Florida. They swept never lose again. the President's Trophy. <laughs> this this might be the run we've been talking about for decades. Can a team go eighty two and zero and then run the table in the playoffs? We may find out. Or reverse, they're like the reverse Tiger Slam. Like, I'll win the playoffs, we'll sweep that, but then we'll take the regular season. Pretty impressive, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a good hockey team over there. Like, it basically has, I mean, there's been all this talk about um, 
some of their matchups possibly not going their way due to like team speed. Mm -hmm. And and oh. they're this team that sort of loses players every single year during free agency because it's every year they're like third and fourth line guys like Yanni Gord, for example, taking an expansion draft. They're all sought after players, right? Yeah. Um, Cernick was another guy that they talked about right. uh, two seasons ago, right? A big kind of hulking defenseman. You don't hear a lot about these big D-men being coveted because many of them aren't, you know, fleet footed. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, they continue to sort of produce these players that get snapped up by other teams throughout the season, but then also continue to supplement, you know, empty spots in their rosters with like really key smart free agent signings, but also like farm, right? Like these players from the farm just filter in every single year and play a role on this team. And some of them rise to bigger spots on this team and others are just sort of like let, let to walk when it's time for them to walk because they sort of price themselves out. And, and or, that's sort of like, it's the blueprint for what you want your team to be like. Or right? they just so, get those blue chip prospects. So when it's time when they need a roster guy, they're like, oh yeah, we can trade you. Yeah. We can trade yeah, you right? because I mean, we need this right now. And I mean, a Stanley Cup is worth a heck of a lot more than develop. Uh, unfortunately, developing a prospect. If you get a guy that wins you a cup right now, and in their case, potentially their third cup in a row, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm willing to part with a prospect, a, a decent one, if it means that I could win another Stanley Cup. Yeah, and they're, and they're in a position to make a trade for a quality veteran that's yeah. going to help put them over the top, i.e., JT Miller, right? And then. And then also know when it's time to walk away. I know part of that had to do with the fact that they just couldn't afford him. Yeah. But instead of just not being able to afford him and then him just leaving or having to go or getting claimed or that would never happen, but like they recoup, right? They mean, they, oh, they recoup a first round draft pick, right? So they sure did. They, I mean, that literally is the, it's everything you want your team to be. And so, I mean, I just hope that this, 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 this group, this this regime can get us to that point and that's going to take some serious time like it what tampa has going on right now has taken years and years and years to build to the point where they can continue to supplement themselves and now it's just a working machine right and they were right on the cusp of it too in 2010 2011 i mean we were all hoping that we'd face tampa as canucks fans i don't mean as the team because clearly i do not play for them i know shocker but that was a team i know i know but they had Steven Stamkos back then. They had Victor Hedman back then. They still remember had when, uh, remember a good Barry team. Melrose was coaching Tampa and oh, he, like man. benched Steven Stamkos in his rookie year for like a bunch of games. He's like, he's like, gotta learn. He's gotta learn the league. How that work? Pay out? his dues. How that work? How about you just let the guy who's gonna lead the league in scoring play on your team? Yeah, maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was chill, Barry. Maybe go back to that. Uh, <laughs> maybe go back to your uh, Emilio Estevez, Mighty Ducks uh, haircut, <laughs> and let's call it a day. Like they were a good team. 10 years ago. In fact, they were right on the cusp of making something happen. They lost a little bit, obviously lost to Boston. And then they had, you know, a little bit of a hiccup throughout uh, the 2010s. And then now, like, it's almost like, I mean, they've got the Kucherovs, they've got Vasilevsky, they've got, uh, I want to say Perron, uh, Pat Maroon. They've, like, they've got all these A-type, uh, A-type stars, all these, these contributing forwards, they've got a solid defense core and they have the goaltender, but they had a lot of those leading up in the other, you know, in the other decade. They had that in the last kind of run that they were trying to make, but now it's almost like they have like perfect pieces 
Like, I mean, the whole, you know, we joke about the salary cap thing with like Kucherov, but, you know, they're in a position right now where like, I mean, the fact that they don't even have a guy like Luke Shen as like a seventh defenseman and they're still, I'm not saying Luke Shen is like the key to all, but you know what I mean? They, those were guys that were helping um, so that they could allow their other stars to get rested on shifts. And they're still churning out a championship team. And they had something like that even 10 years ago. Now it's just, now it's embarrassing. Yeah. And they have guys like that step up and like Johnson and so on and so forth that lead this team and do awesome things when it's not like your, your key guys that are just like the main contributors. And then, and then when it's time for these these key guys to step back into their roles, like, i.e. the the, the Steven Stamkos of the world, yeah. When it's time for those guys to step back into the roles, the other guys just filter back into a better position that's that's just as suitable for their roles. Oh, right? by the like, way, by the way, Braden Point isn't even playing right now. Yeah, like if he comes if he comes back in this playoff run, dude, it's stupid. It's, like a, it's stupid over for everyone. Because he's like just one more ago. amazing player. Exactly. Yeah, it was like all those years ago. Like I remember, like early '90s or whatever. Like maybe late '90s. Like the Canucks are playing the Hawks, like first round or something like that. And you're like up a couple games, and it's like, okay, they got to put him away now because like Ronick's back in three games, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you can't stay here. The Lions comes in three days, right? Like, <laughs> you have to finish it before before the lion shows up, right? And that's Braden Point. I mean, he could be that guy where it's, I mean, they're already this good, right? I mean. But like, think about scary. that. It's pretty scary how good that team is. So let's say, I, I mean, I don't know where, where his health's at, if he could play against either Carolina or New York. But let, let's say they, they win the conference final and go to the cup. You add him to this current team that is absolutely waxing their opponents. I mean, the Leaf series, it was close. It was definitely close. It was a series. Then they went and took the President's Trophy, highest scoring team in the league, and just turned them. And now, again, not not ridiculously, but I mean, they, they still had their way with them. Like, remember when Vancouver swept St. Louis in, uh, was it 09, I think? Yeah, that was like, was that not the year that like the flu ravaged through that roster? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was still a sweep, but it wasn't an like it wasn't an easy series by any means, right? I mean, they swept them. I I know that, but it wasn't like if <laughs> shut up, like it was it wasn't a series like where they just rolled them. Like every game was still pretty hard fought. Like they were still all close games. You know what I mean? The fourth, the game four, I don't think was, but whatever. I'm just saying it's it's crazy to think that they could continue to go and they could still add one more piece that they had to start with. Yeah. And it's just a freebie. And then you're like, Oh, by the way, brain points here. What's up? What's up? You need a, you need five extra goals this series. Yeah. You need 10 extra points. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, no big deal. I'm about to, so Christy and I just started watching Shorzy. I don't know what that is. You know, do you watch Litter Kenny? Oh my god! No, so Shores. I've seen two episodes of Letterkenny. I can't believe you haven't seen. I've seen two episodes and it's awful. But anyway, Shorzy. Oh my god! Yeah, come at me. You know what? I I want to blow up the chat. If you guys honestly think that Letterkenny is like this classic show that like must be seen, it is so awful. It is so bad. It's just redundant. It is, and you can come at me. You can come at me. My good friend. 
So Shorzy is a separate anyway. thing. Shorzy is a character from Letterkenny that now has his own show. Okay. And he's playing in this four-team AAA senior men's division hockey league. So it's like a bunch of former junior B all-stars trying of to Of course. Make... Yeah. Yeah, but they're they're way past going to the NHL. But, anyways, but they just, think they're big ridiculous. deal. The burn machine that Shorzy submits is just hilarious. You're going to have to check it out. I'll, I'll check out one episode. I know it's not your thing, but I, I will I check it out I because you're like my friend. One. That's what I'll do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be good. I'm only 15 minutes in, but it looks—it's pretty funny. So is it on the flicks? What's it on? Netflix, Amazon? It's on Crave, I think. Oh, I don't have that. Whew, close. And call. Glassy's right. He says it's—it's no sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, see, yeah, it's, that's it's, a funny show. It's not—it's not that. Yeah, that's a funny show. Like the league, that was funny. Day man. Oh. <laughs> it's been a so while. That's a—that's a funny one, actually. So Steve Fisher and I of of Ballhawks and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and I played in a dodgeball tournament. I don't know. It's got to be like eight or nine years ago. Like and the theme story. was that you had to dress up as a superhero. So I like him and I story. dressed up as as Dayman and Nightman with like Dayman and Nightman t-shirts. And so I had the the all white t-shirt that said Dayman on it and like the white tidy whities over a top of like spandex pants tights, right? And then he was obviously mm-hmm. Nightman with the black shirt and the white the black tight yeah it was just, it was so good i should i gotta find a picture of it it was like probably an all-timer so everybody shows up in these legit superhero costumes of spider-man and batman and yeah. superman and Thor, the, all these people the and typical right? man and nightman and then we won the whole thing and nobody liked us it was great i loved it so much well that's that's a tough i mean i remember that team i remember you guys that was that yeah, was, it was like it was like me and like my cousin, my couple, of my cousins, and like some people that I've like never met before, and we just like rolled. It was great. It was a super good time. Yeah, you guys, it was always fun being on your team. But the costumes, the costumes were where it that's was at. that's what it's about. Um, Glassy yeah. has a quick uh, little comment here: Tampa, New York, or Carolina? What's the preference, or what, or which would be the better series? Hey guys, by the way, um, I mean. I think the Rangers, I think both series would be fun, to be honest. I think you're going to see, I mean, New York, I think, would probably be good for the NHL if it goes that deep. But I, I would. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing Shesterkin get, uh, get going in a conference final. I wouldn't see what he's up against. I mean, Carolina, I think, I don't know. Carolina might be the better team to play. Um, I, think, Tampa. I think Carolina is probably the tougher <laughs> matchup. Yeah. That's a, it's a, to, to me, that's a that's a really fast, skilled team from top to bottom, and I think that they would they would play they would play Tampa really tough. I just think they match up really good. Yeah. Um. But but the the New York thing is just, I mean, Shusterkin versus Vasilevsky. Like, yeah. There's some good storylines there. Aiden there's some Fox. good storylines there. I mean, the, <clears throat> the, the is the Mikko or Adam Fox, not Aiden trade? Fox. Sorry. Was it Zabinajad yeah. from Ottawa for a second? Is that like one of the all-time worst trades? There's they made a few. They did it's, make a few. Did. Like I see him on New York. I'm like, man, how is he there? I was thinking yeah. that the other day. I'm like, how the heck is he on the Rangers? But yeah, they were so smart, that, right? Like they when they said they were rebuilding, and then they made they things it. and they did it. Apparently that's how you do it. So they, we're how many years away? It. They just You're doing do it. it. You're doing it, Peter. Yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> ah, you did it. Uh, yeah, so I, McDonald's. I, I guess I guess for 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 hockey's sakes, I, I think I think it might be more interesting seeing a New York a New York matchup, but mm. I 
I, I mean, I don't know. I, the good thing is, is that anybody who advances past this round in, in that series is going to be, it's going to be a phenomenal series. Can I, watch. can I say the, the cliche, they deserve to be there. <laughs> and any team that when you're this far, you deserve to be there. Shut up. Shut up, Ryan. I'm, yeah. It, so I mean, New York is New York is what they want, right? Yeah. Like he's saying it here. New York is what they'd want a fast series, but Carolina be the tougher road. Yeah. So what I think is New York is what they'd want, but it's also who they need. Yeah, it's like when we wanted Tampa invent. Where is this going? <laughs> uh, you forgot to say this. So I'll say it. Uh, Glassy's obviously commenting on YouTube, but comment along on YouTube and Facebook Live. We'll we'll comment with you, and if it's a good enough comment, we'll do something like this. We'll feature your comment on the show. That's that's. That's pretty much as celebrity status as you'll ever get. It's about as close as we get. We just happen to run the show. So it's, uh, we, we call the shots. It's pretty awesome. Um, I know you haven't seen a lot of the McDavid uh, fest. No, I was too busy watching Letterkenny. <laughs> it's, it's a shame you chose the wrong option. Uh, Connor McDavid is, now, I'm sure I've said this before. He's an amazing player. I think it's pretty that, good. I think that's pretty obvious. He's doing some pretty amazing things against Calgary. Um, his first goal against Markstrom in Game One there, when he did his little like a deke right up in the crease and scored, they still lost. Like that. I can't when I play when we play hockey together. That's that's the noise that I've been hearing. I've been hearing you run up the run up the floor and then do, 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 and then I go hip hip. Then I go hip 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 hip. Oh, this is the thing. So for anybody who doesn't know, Ryan has just recently figured out how to cheer in baseball. Mm-mm. So I mean, not true. If anybody, not dis- true. anybody disagrees with me, then please let me know. Not true. There's there's one guy that calls the cheer, so it's like. Three cheers for blah, 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 uh, hip, for... hip, and then the team goes, no. hooray, right? So what happens is three cheers for the blah, 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 and then as somebody's yelling, hip, hip, Ryan's also rolling, hip, 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 and he's throwing the whole thing off. Here's the one thing. Guy, it's one job. You've been you've been dogging cheer. me on this for like Forever, all season. It, you, you just figured it out like this year. Yeah. I thought. I, mean, I love you. I love you. It's I really thought as a team we all celebrate the hip hip hooray. Apparently, I'm the only other one doing it, and apparently that is shunned on. Okay, but but it's been a year and a half of only you doing. It. I thought you knew. I well, I just when you're in the moment, <laughs> every time you're in the moment, you assume everyone's doing the hooray, right? Yeah, but you're in a moment twice a week. I I feel that I'm being hated on for all the wrong reasons, and it's not fair. Speaking of Connor McDavid, before you rudely interrupted me, so he's having an amazing series. He's doing some stuff that only the Gretzkys and Lemieux and, you know, those guys have been doing. In fact, there's a chance he might outperform them, which in itself is mind-blowing. Got to win a cup, though. He definitely has to win a cup first. Is he, like, is he that... And I want to word this properly because I could get toasted for this. You and you have a history of. I'm good at these things, so he's really, really good. But is he like? Does everything he do? Is is everything that he does like that amazing? Like, I I know that we kind of got this hard on for like Elias Patterson. Remember every time he touched the puck, like, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? 
Quinn Hughes. Oh man, he crossed the blue line. What is he going to do? Does Connor McDavid do that? And again, he does a lot of these. And I'm not saying that he doesn't. Hear me out. But does he do that on every play? Or am I just numb to the fact that he does do that every play? And I'm just, some of them I'm just throwing to the side because they are not that impressive. They're just really good. Uh, okay. Like, you so know what I mean is, here? Well, this is a funny one, right? Because remember for the longest time we felt like the rest of the league and possibly the rest of the world was like numb or or dense to the fact that like how good the twins were. Yes. To, together for like a four or five year stretch. Right. So part of that, I think, obviously comes to the fact that they didn't come into the league with the same fanfare that a McDavid did. No, not even close. But, but McDavid works with the same challenges that the Twins do and that he plays in a, a small market Canadian city. Exactly. Smaller even. Right? Sm- smaller, right? And and especially the rest of the league isn't watching Edmonton games. A hut, Edmonton if you will. Games. Yeah. A the, shanty. The, the rest of the league isn't watching Edmonton games, right? But they're watching Edmonton games because of McDavid. Right. But I think... It's not every time he touches the puck. Like I don't, I don't think so, right? But I mean, I think the frequency in which ridiculous things happen are just so much more than any other player. Maybe, maybe McKinnon, I would compare it to. Oh, he had a goal tonight. Holy smokes! And and there's there's obviously guys in this league like Drysaddle puts up more points than than McDavid or has done in in years past, right? But he just does it in a different way. It's sort of this sort of ho-hum, go-about-your-business thing, but it's the 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 explosive plays, like the... Yeah, I think those are the most consistent of... Yeah, it's it's like the... It's almost like war in baseball, right? It's like these these plays that just continually put things over the top, and they're just so... They happen so much more frequently than they do for any other player in this league that I... Maybe Ovi, a young Ovi, is what probably I would compare it to when he's going off, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though... McDavid is a more complete player. I mean, you could argue he's a more complete player. Oh, he is a complete player. Absolutely. But the physicality isn't the same as what Ovi does, right? Right. So there's other parts of the game where sure. where you could compare it and pull. But I mean, he's he's ridiculously good. Like it's 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 pretty crazy. I can't think of a weakness in his game. I can think of parts of his game. He plays for the Oilers. There's your weakness. Yeah. But even that, I mean this team has Mike Smith as their starting goaltender, Ugh. and and he's he's gonna probably pull them through this round. He's right? gonna I drag mean, them all through it, no matter what. He really is, yeah. Like, which is crazy to think. That I mean, that in itself is crazy to think. So, um, we'll, we'll finish up with this, and then we'll get into our our ad here. That fucking that Mike Smith thing, though. Like, shit. so I'm in the kitchen last <laughs> night. Uh, we got home from Addison's ball, so it was late. The game went a lot later than we had hoped for. They won. It was great. And so I'm in the kitchen there and just getting some, trying to make myself some dinner. And um, I'm watching the game, and it was, I think, it was 3-2 Edmonton. I'm like, oh, man. The Jays had won, so I was in a really good mood. And I'm watching. I'm like, please don't let Edmonton do this. Not now. Not tonight. And then I turned my head and then kind of turned back and the scar. I'm like, they were, but they were on the PK and I thought they were still in their zone. So I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, did he score from center ice or his own blue line? They show the replay. It's from their own face-off circle. And I guess Smith just didn't see it at all. Like they, he didn't even know it was coming. Which is, I think, every there's a few like the Bieksa kind of stanchion goal. Like no one knew where it was except for uh, was it Zadarov or whatever his name is. Like just one of those perfect, perfect moment 
shot goals that make no sense and it just happens. And yet he lets it in. Now, history will show that goal buries you. That goal has buried every single team that it's happened to. Dan Cluche um, did, I mean, Steve Smith did that to, uh, didn't the Oilers lose that series or did they win? That was against the, that was against Calgary. So that was in '89. So they lost that one. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I remember it that way. Um, but all those lengthy goals ended up crushing the team. And this one was gross, right? I mean, it was like this. It was a it was a decent zone exit. Zadorov gets the puck at center ice, and then he sort of does the old like turn and wheel and fire it. It was like he pulled out his nine iron. Yeah, to just go, goes to lay up and he it drains in, it. it was a, just and, jars and then, it. Aside from the fact that they scored, right? And I think like possibly Duncan Keith, if you can call it that, was a screen on this play. He's a screen. Only because year. he was shooting it from a mile away. Yeah. But then the best thing about this whole thing was Mike Smith's reaction. Like, yeah. he throws his arms up in the air. Like Patrick Waugh. Like, who put that there? Like, whose fault was that? Somebody was in my way. I, I couldn't see the goal. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Instantly, like it looks like he's trying to place blame any way he can. Before Always finally be prepared. Accepting it that he that he blew it. Always be prepared. Doesn't matter if you're playing minor ball or you're playing minor hockey or whatever. If you are not in ready stance, I've been telling this to the kids on the ball team. Like you can't be. There's a kid at bat. You can't be. There's people on the ice. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's gonna be okay. You have no idea. Ask Dan Cluche. Even got to play on that, and it still went in. Not good, not good. And then, freaking Edmonton Oilers. And why go? In, why go into the butterfly? Like, why try to catch it with your glove? Like, just, yeah. And then just the, get big and like block it. You like you're, you're Mike Smith. You're humongous. And then was it Kane that scored? I think to put him ahead. I'm not sure. Oh, anyway, Oilers one. They're up three one. Just awful. Uh, let's get into a quick live ad read. What do you say? So I've been talking about move health and wellness. You guys know I'm a big fan of the parking situation in Kelowna. They have two other locations that aren't in Kelowna. Uh, one in uh, Surrey City Center 2. Don't remember there because I haven't been in Surrey in a while. And then uh, South Surrey and King George Boulevard. They got you covered absolutely everywhere. So Kelowna obviously has a chiropractor re- registered massage therapy as well as counseling. But hey, if you're in the lower mainland, they've got physiotherapy, they've got kinesiology, they've got the counseling, they've got the chiropractor, registered massage as well, occupational therapy, they got a naturopathic medicine, that sounds like fun, acupuncture, not a big fan, I can't do that, cold laser therapy, I think we need to try that in Kelowna, we need to get something, orthotics, bracing, they've got it all. So our good friend, Dr. John, he helped me out last week, as I said, had some problems with my shoulder, Turns out it is, uh, I'm going to forget the word, um, and it's an active kind of injury or whatever. Anyway, so my shoulder is back to normal. He gave me some great, great tips. They give you, um, the nice thing is when you go and when you go to a guy like Dr. John or one, I don't know what you're doing, but that's great. Keep going. When you go there, and you're obviously on my uh, mute too, when you go there, you get like a game plan. After you're done, you get like your three like kind of take-home workout or uh, homework things that you can work on, so you can build those. Um, what am I? Build those uh, exercises back up so that 
you can get the movement, whether it's, again, something with your shoulder. Maybe you pulled a hammy or like something on your calf or whatever. They're going to give you proper things to work on so that you can get back and you get those repetitions going again and you can get back to being yourself. Again, maybe you need counseling. They do have that. You know, this has been a pretty tough couple years. I uh, was just at Home Depot the other day getting some stuff uh, for our backyard gazebo and I looked at the one cart and it said sanitized carts or unsanitized carts only. And I quickly went back to two years ago when we were all standing in line, a lot of us, you know, 25 minute lines at Home Depot. And, you know, everyone was affected a little bit differently when this was all kind of coming down. Some people were, um, you know, laid off of their jobs based on it not being an essential service. We've all dealt with this whole uh, thing in a different way. Um, And maybe it's not just uh, the whole COVID situation, but, you know, maybe you've got some stuff that uh, you need to help work on. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. They've got some great counselors there. Um, I will speak about our Kelowna location because that's where we live. But at the same time, you do have that um, resource out uh, in Surrey and South Surrey. If you're getting the physical stuff done, obviously... uh, you know, this is the place to be. I'm so excited that we kind of got partnered with with uh, Move uh, uh, Gary. We kind of had a great chat about kind of how we fit together. And I think there's a lot in common with what we talk about. Obviously, you and I are quite active, whether it's uh, on the ball field or, you know, doing our track meet or, hey, you're doing all your CrossFit. You forget, I mean, you're over 40 now. You're, you're, you're in the 40 year. But I'm there. But you're over yeah. technically. I'm 38. I'm pushing for 39 soon. And I mean, I'm not getting younger and I'm starting to feel things hurt when they shouldn't hurt. And there are people that can make that better for you. So again, Move Health and Wellness. Go check them out. They're there to help you out. They've got the great online booking system. It's all very blocked out. You can find out. It's color coded. Find out when the next time you can go in there. Um, again, go see Dr. John in Kelowna. That guy is a legend now. Um Hopefully we can play some baseball with them again this yeah. year. Um, yeah, go check just, them out. I mean, there's not enough talk about the fact that he's just like not your typical. The guy is a gamer. Holy chiro- smokes! Chiro- like chiropractor, right? I mean, it's not. You're just you walk in, you're five minutes cracky cracky, and you're gone. Like you're. I was there for forty five minutes. Yeah, it's it takes it takes time with you, right? I mean, it's I think not enough people appreciate that, and there's just it's more it's more hands on, and it's more than just an adjustment because there is a lot more than just adjusting that needs to happen when you go see somebody. And I want to say, yeah. so what I had, and I'll, I'll finish on this. I, I didn't have anything major, thankfully, but the nice thing about it too, if you're going to someone that is good and qualified and educated, I was being educated the entire time about, Hey, this is why this is hurting. Or this is why if this hurts, then you might feel it over here. And like all these things, he educates you the entire time. And, there's something to be said for that because I think we all kind of want to know what's going on in our body and how things work. So you start thinking about it too, as you're going through your day, like, Hey, I've really been, you know, maybe been bracing or putting more pressure on this leg or on this arm and realizing this is starting to hurt or I'm sleeping this way. I've changed my sleeping habits actually. And it's surprising. Like I sleep with hug a pillow now and my sleeping is like insanely better. So anyway, move health and wellness. Thank you guys. Make sure you go check them out. I know that was, and and do strong man like Ted, I don't know where that fits in, but um, let's. Get, I, I, I still don't know. I I want to tie up the whole Calgary Edmonton series in a little bit of bull. I'm gonna mention a few things here. Markstrom, Tanev, 
and Evander Kane. So I want to get into Markstrom quickly. He's basically the victim of like the Kippersoft syndrome. He's been played every single game for Calgary this year, save 10 less. And I think he's doing exactly what he did in Vancouver. He's starting to wear. I'm not saying that he's going to wear out, but it's the team in front of him is starting to show that they're not hanging around. You know what I mean? I feel you. I just, I, I think this, the downfall is definitely, I mean, if Markstrom can't hold up, that's a big one. And it just shows how, how important goaltending is or elite goaltending going as far as you can go. And then you look at a guy like Chris Tanev. He's still banged up, but oh my goodness. I mean, he's been banged up for 10 years now. He is, but you just realize, <clears throat> you realize how important a guy like Tanev is. Mm-hmm. He's just an absolute mainstay. And when he's gone, everyone else, like remember we talked about this with well, I think we know that better than anybody. Yeah. But now everybody's having to elevate to the, you know, your your seven becomes your five. Your five becomes your three. Your three is now on the top pairing. Everybody's doing a job that they're not set up to do. And that's when you start getting problems. That's when you see guys take risks that they're not used to taking. That's when you see guys maybe stretch out a little bit longer or play, have a matchup that they're not used to and that they get exposed on. And then it happens once and it happens twice. And now all of a sudden you're down three to one and that's a very different game and it's a lot tougher to come back from three one than have a full onslaught of options and maybe be down two one but you're only in the second period it's it's pretty tough when you look at that and then then there's a vander there's a vander kane i don't know if he sold his soul to to win a stanley cup like he's having he's having a run and it was a gamble it was I was going to say, as much as he gambled on it, they could win the Stanley Cup, and he's going to be all, uh, was it Glenn Anderson? Was that the guy that sold all his rings? He's going to win, and he's going to have to sell his ring just to stay out of debt. Like, think I about mean, that. I think, did he not get, like, a pretty, like, incentive-laden contract? I can't remember. I don't know, but I know he's broke. I mean, like, it, the, all of the things considered, that's a really nice piece for Edmonton to add. You can just throw in a 25-goal scorer like that. And he has, I mean, he hasn't really been clicking on the last couple teams he was playing with. I mean, he was scoring, but not like this. Like, he just. The player of Kane is like everything that you wanted Jake Bertanen to be. Yeah. That's a, I mean, we could just end there. And I I think we both, (laughs) we could just sit and look at each other. Someone's got to say something. Someone's got to say something. What, what if we just agree and then that's the end of it? And then we talked about Mike Smith. Um, Alex Chason is not going to the Swiss League, according to... <laughs> yeah. That was like the big talk today. Did you hear it Alex was, Chason? It was, I, I, it's, I'm just like a little bit... Like, you know, when... <laughs> there's, so, there's so much talk on Twitter right now, and we're definitely... We're feeling it right now, not being in the playoffs, because Alex Chason was filling up my timeline right now, along with the fact that I had a million DMs I had to answer about being hacked. Oh, yeah. We'll um, get into that in a yeah, second. Al- Al- Alex Chason going to the Swiss League, people spent the entire year saying, who gives a fuck about this guy? And then all of a sudden, there's an announcement that he might go to the Swiss League and we want his 12 goals back. Like, And people are losing it today. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you it's go, crazy. It's, if it's you go like, through your timeline today and just go... talking the P- PTO Alex, right? It's just insane. It's crazy. You're just looking, oh, Alex Chase on this. And then, and then all of a sudden, PJ comes out with a, a tweet. Here's the text from Pat Morris. Yeah, 
he would like to stay in Vancouver. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if my client has an NHL job, he would like to be in the NHL. Yeah, and that Vancouver is his first option, and then we'll look at the NHL, and then if none of that works out, we'll look into it. And we're yeah. freaking out today. I mean, like, uh, I, I'll play PTOs all day long if it means I got a chance to get in. God. I, I'll, I'll Jack Skilly the shit and chew through a rope. No kidding. Did he do that? No, that was just like his line. I'll oh. shoot through a rope to get this. One of the best lines that I've heard in a in an NHL How'd that training camp for a long time. He made the team. That's true, he did. Yeah, he made the team. Was that the year that Brendan Morrison didn't make the team? Went no. Went to Calgary? No, oh, what'd you do there? Maybe. Yeah, oh. it might have been. Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, it's one of the, it's so Vancouver though, hey? That is such a Canucks thing. Yeah, God, like. You guys, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with Lyndon Vay? Like, we got to bring him back. Like, it's so stupid. Or, like, were we ever in a spot where we needed Mason Raymond? Like, was that, is uh, that, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, we needed Mason Raymond so that we could package him with Ballard in a second. Yeah. If we don't have that, then we don't have the trade. Yeah, and we like Mason Raymond. But oh, yeah, yeah, there was, like, a, okay, like, we didn't resign Mason Raymond. Like, oh, no, we... Now we have to insert Michael Grabner and have him score 30 goals for a couple of years. Like, God, come on. He went to Florida, actually, Michael Everybody, Grabner. No, I know. That, that's what I mean. Like, could have just as easily walked away from, from Raymond and then had had Grabner step in. Like, I it, didn't, wasn't, it wasn't like cr- like crazy talk to have Raymond walk, right? Like, I just didn't like that he tripped over the blue line all the time. Glassy, we did, we did not need Raymond. No, we come didn't. On. No. Come on. You're, you're better than that. Come is on. he though? Maybe he's not. If he's if he believes this, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he he was with me on the Letter Kenny thing, so I think we've got something to talk. No, about. No, he wasn't. There. He said Leonard Kenny's funny, but it's no Sunny. Oh, okay. Whatever. What do I know? Don't 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 twist don't it. throw words. Don't twist it. Um, change change pace, and then we'll get back to connects. So, I tried getting into the art gallery this weekend, the Clone Art Gallery. Wow, the how, keg. how uh, refined of you. Well, I thought, you know, I'm going to bring a little bit of class to this show and, you know, go go see some art. Go see, you know, get some uh, Van Gogh's, some uh, Beethoven's, uh, finger paints, all that. No, in all seriousness, they have an Andy Warhol and uh, Banksy and uh, Mr. Brainwash and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, There's you, ex- you've been you've been a Banksy guy for a long. I time. I have. So this is now in town until October, but they were closed on the long weekend Monday, so I have to find another time to go. But it's going to be awesome. You should check it out. But it was Banksy that did the like s- like sold the painting, and yes. then like the second somebody bought it, like Start all the shredding. shredded it, the, and, and now it's worth more. It. And now it's worth more. <laughs> they were it sold for like two million. And now I think it's worth like four the way it Half is. Half shredded. Yeah. Because now it's a different art piece. It's taken yeah. on a new form, which is wild. Um, I do have uh, a Banksy book that I got a couple yes, years ago. I remember ago. when you bought the Banksy book. I got a couple years ago. No, I got for Christmas. You were, you were J.C. Guilford when you got that book. There's a good chance that happened, yes. Yeah, I remember. It's. Uh, I remember you talk, man, Banksy, Banksy, Banksy. And I was like. I don't know who Banksy is. So I did a little bit of looking up. It's pretty cool. There is a movie or a documentary, if you will. I'm so classy like that. It's called Exit Through the Gift Shop. It is awesome. Do and they feel like they know who Banksy is now? They, 
I think there's a few people that do know who he is, but most of the world doesn't. Like, they let in the one guy to make the documentary, and that was pretty much it. Other than that, he's uh, he's a a leaf in the... Something in the wind. Something in the wind. I don't know. So are we going to get together when that doc comes up? We'll watch... We'll watch Banksy. Well, it's it's out already. It came out in 2010. It won an Oscar. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, there you go. it's pretty decent. Have you watched it? I've seen it like seven times. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fiend, but it did is you know really that, really good. Uh, did you know that there's a Weird Al Yankovic doc coming out? I'm uh... so excited for that. I'm so excited for that. It's gonna be great. And um, oh, who is playing Weird Al? It's um. Do you want to do you want to take some time to guess? Is it like Harry? No, not Harry Styles. No, nah, you're there on the Harry though. Uh, freaking Harry. Uh, I I remember, but just Harry, Harry Anderson. Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. The freaking uh, Harry Potter guy. <laughs> that's the that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. What's his pickle? Harry Potter Daniel guy. Radcliffe, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, he's my favorite Radcliffe. He's not as good as Heathcliff, but he's my favorite Radcliffe. Oh, okay. yeah. Remember good Heathcliff? There. I do remember Heathcliff. The cat? Yeah. Hey, what's up? He's no Garfield, though. We could go down on a cat deep, deep yeah, dive, we're, and we're, I don't think oh, we want to do that. We're a step away from just starting to run down yeah. the hall. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, Banksy, Andy Warhol. I think it's pretty cool. I'm going to take the kids over there. and. Uh, when, when is that? When is that? It's, it's till October. Oh, like in our shitty little museum? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Art, art gallery. We're not talking about check. museums today. I don't have seven hundred okay. million dollars to talk about that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll go check. What a freaking joke! What I'll a go. joke! Like we're like okay. Trying to run for premiere. Here. Okay, folks. On? So we've got you know a housing crisis. We're trying to uh, you know getting people uh, healthy from COVID. Not gonna go there. Amongst there. other things, and you know what? Let's build a museum. Not not renovate one. Let's build a brand new one. And I'm not saying that we don't deserve to be cultured and that these things are important, but they're not important right now. Let's read the room, folks. I know yeah. it has nothing to do with hockey, but let's, let's, let's maybe not spend almost $800 million on something that, you know, did we really need the jumbo bag of chips when, uh, you know, that's probably a bad reference. Did we need the big screen TV when we're saving up to go somewhere? That's probably a better one. Yeah. Did we really need the big screen TV when we still don't have drywall? Or electricity. Up? Like, no, but it was on sale. Nah, it's not really. You paid full price for that bad boy. Okay. So anyway, I'm cultured, and you guys should check this thing out. Finally. So I've been thinking about this. The Canucks, they're not in the playoffs. It didn't, didn't take me too long to think about that part. But... When you think about it, and we're watching all these teams right now, we're watching the Tampas dominate, we're watching Colorado with the Nate McKinnons, please check out that goal that he scored tonight, it is nasty business, do you see it? Oh yeah. It's donkulous, radonkulous. Um, you see the Connor McDavid's, we're seeing guys like Evander Kane, we're seeing Nazem Kadri. we're also seeing goaltenders like Vasilevsky, we're seeing uh, to a degree Markstrom, but not Markstrom. Shesterkin. Shesterkin. There's a lot of great pieces that are absolutely killing it in the playoffs right now that do every year. This is a great year, though, when we really talk about individual talent. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, what pieces do the Canucks already have? And then what pieces are we watching that we have the not good version of that 
basically this is like a thinking moment because this is where we realize what do the Canucks actually not have. So we've got a number one center or winger, depends on what you want to think about him, and that's Elias Pettersson. You have a number one center who's got to get better on the draw. Sure, but he's he, he's by all accounts a number one center. He he's something that we can definitely enjoy in the playoffs and build upon, and he could be he can be a guy that carries carries them. He's proven it. We've got a guy named Thatcher Demko in net, and we, we saw it in we. It's not a bad example. We saw it in the bubble. Thatcher Demko dragged the Canucks to six games, or is it seven games? I can't remember. It's been a while. Against Vegas. It's been that many years. I can't remember. Anyway, he dragged the Canucks kicking and screaming. They did lose, but he was pretty much the essential reason that that they got as far as they did. You've also got an absolute stud defenseman in Quinn Hughes. Those are big three. Bo Horvat is a pretty great option as well. But then you've got Brock Besser, you've got JT Miller, you've got um, Alex Jason, you've got um, you've got some options that are that are good, and yeah, you can win some some games in the playoffs. I would say I would say JT Miller is probably a plus plus good. I would say Bo Horvat's proven he's probably more than just a good player in the playoffs too. I think the problem is though, a guy like JT Miller likely isn't going to be on the Canucks. I think we're about to hear that he's priced himself out of this team. I that's how yeah, I'm I approaching so. this. That's how I'm approaching okay. this. That that makes more sense. Yeah. So now you look at a guy like Kucherov. Who is the Canucks Kucherov? We don't have one. <laughs> that's my point. No. So let's 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 no, exp- we, don't, we don't have a Kucherov. The, the Canucks Kucherov is supposed to be a Brock Besser, and I don't think that he's there. You go. I don't think that he. I don't think that he's playoff. I don't think that he's a viable playoff weapon. Is he going to go through four rounds at some point when he's hit no. his absolute peak? No. And is he going to score you 20 goals in the playoffs? Nope. No. 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 I, I think I think he... he. Oh, man. People are going to hate me for this. It's our I think show. He's like a, I think he's like a better version of, of, a, of a Tanner Pearson or a Tyler Toffoli. Like, I think he's a nice player who can do nice things, but you don't count on him as one of your top three players right and at the end of the day i think he's probably an expendable piece he's probably looked at as like a hired gun on many teams down the road right but he exactly a hired gun he's not the gun he's not the gun no i think he's help yeah and and this team needs help so don't get me wrong yeah you have to have help but i don't think he's a core piece yeah he's he's not that he's not the main he's not your main winger and 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 I have been pretty bullish in the last few years about Brock Besser's quality. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that I've seen enough now where I think I know what he is now. And I don't, we have to be realistic about it though, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and I think because now that what, what's comes into play is the, is, is the price point on him. And I think the, the, for what he's doing, I like him for what he's doing. I don't like him at his dollar amount. Exactly. You're paying him to be a Kucherov. At the same so time, is, he's giving no you the output. He's giving you the output on a level of, like you said, a Toffoli or a or a Pearson. And, and quite frankly, I think in in one, probably two, but in but in one year's time, I I I'd, I'd much rather see those minutes go to a guy like Puck Holson. Mm-hmm. or Kuzmenko, or Kuzmenko. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about Kuzmenko to say. You know what, though? You know enough, person, though. But I know he is going to be at that price point for sure. Guys in NHL, we, we, we think we know that much. You get one year to figure and out. He's at the very least a, a minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, like a, a baseline minimum. Yeah. NHL winger. So worst case, let's say you pay him even next year. So let's let's say the Canucks get him. Let's just say for a second. So sure. you get him on that one year absolute sweetheart deal. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pay him as a top six winger. So even if you paid him five to six million dollars, you're still three million dollars less than Brock Besser, and still you're getting better. almost the same output. Still better, yeah, it's still better. And it's, it, this, it's it's unfortunately it's the same reason why you have to consider letting a guy like JT walk. Okay, so that's the next guy, right? So we look at now McKinnon's probably the wrong example. Uh, I'm trying to think of essentially who that other guy is. So I mean, he might he might be their version. I mean, I'm looking at. I mean, that's a pretty good option. Obviously, we've got we have our and I'm again, hear me out. We have our Connor McDavid or our or Steven Stankos. We have that that one guy, not the same level. That's we've got our Pedersen, right? That's that first piece, right? So we've got that guy. But then, like, do we have a Johnny Goudreau? Do we have a Carter Verhage? Do we have a Ryan O'Reilly? Do we have uh, even past his prime, but not past his prime, Brad Marchand? Do what, Do we have a, like, maybe Landis Cog? Is that like our Bo Horvat? Probably. So, Center, but yeah. Probably. Even still, like, Landis Cog, who would you take? I mean, different one's a winger, one's a center, but uh, geez, if you had to pick one. I mean, I'd probably take Bo. Would you over Laniscog? Really? I, I, I think I just because he plays center. Okay, I think a, that's I fair. Think a center is more valuable than a winger. Okay, so then we look at a guy like Nazem Kadri, and I mean, he, you know, he's a bit of a pest, but he's having what a run, and especially oh, yeah, on that team. Sure. So again, he is your especially with all the bullshit he's putting up with. Uh, it, I have no place for that. That's disgusting. It's and there's we could again we've had I feel like. This is a conversation that comes up way too many times. Yeah, it's dumb. amongst. I don't. I don't even like to talk about it. I, no, it's gross. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I have to go into my DMs and delete tweets from, from every couple of weeks, right? Like it's done. It's there's no point. There's no place for that. And again, we've had this conversation, and I don't want it to go there. Um, let's 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 keep this let's keep this on on the up and ups, so that everyone then we we don't have to go to that road. We're not. We're not going to give that situation what what it feeds on. Um, we don't have a Matthews Chuck. I mean, we did. We decided that we decided that Oli Levy was. A but, but but I mean, not. I mean, there's like 25 teams in the league that don't have a Matthew Chuck. But you know what I mean? Like I'm going through all these guys, like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, another they're, great they're, option. They're, I'll, I'll I'll say I don't know where you're going with this point, but I'll say that that there's four maybe five pieces on this team that you can build a playoff contending team around that play roles that you need them to, and I think the main issue with this team is not centered around what those stud pieces look like because I think they're in the right spots, right? Mm-hmm. Center, defense, goal, right? But it's 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 centered around the depth and the key pieces that are supposed to be there helping them and the complete lack of defensive depth like you shouldn't be looking at Tyler Myers and the ghost of OEL 
and really hoping Jack Rathbone pans out. Yeah, like like hey, that's great if he does, but you can't be a, banking that's a, on that's it. That's a real that's a real hail mary, right? I mean, this team needs better defenders. Period. So, as I said, full stop. Yeah, I I'm I think that's I mean that's a pretty easy way to kind of like you kind of put a nice little bow on it. The Canucks have a few pieces, but if you start comparing all those other, like the the secondary and the tertiary pieces, that's third. If you, Ooh, I know, tertiary. I bring that up yeah. every now and then, but we don't have like that elite winger. We don't have that goal scorer that just goes and scores goals. You're getting thirty, like a thirty goal scorer. We've been close. We've talked about that he can be that guy, but he isn't that guy. We don't have like Brock Besser isn't that guy. We do not have a winger that you can throw out there. We don't have what we thought Louis Erickson was going to be. We don't have what, um, I mean, Tyler Toffoli was, they let walk. Wouldn't have he been a nice piece that could, like, again, there's a guy you could have helped build with. And they just don't have those pieces. So, as I said, you look at the NHL, you look at what is going on in the playoffs right now, and there are so many pieces that the Canucks do not have and now it's crunch time. And as I said, you look at JT Miller, and I, it sounds like push is starting to come to shove. And it'll be an off-season thing. But that's going to be a real conversation. And I, I think the Canucks can make something of that. They're, they, have, they have the right core pieces in place. And they're not that far off. The thing that's preventing them to make major steps is, is the contracts that are in place on this roster currently. And that's going to be a real challenge for this team to get around. You like the name of our show tonight? All the pain money can buy. It's good. Quality. It's quality. quality. Yeah. So that's kind of what I got. Um, we got a ball game tomorrow night. Do Pretty, we? We do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please show up. That'd be great. 6.30. Um, yeah, I hope so. We need you. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm not sure where the Oilers are going to be the next time we talk. Do they close out Calgary? I think it's now possible. I didn't believe like, that. Like I hope ago. so. I dislike Calgary more than I dislike. I do team. really dislike Calgary, and I think the narrative of the McDavid, Drysital, you know, Vander Kane, all like all these guys that have just stepped up. It'd be cool to see Ryan Nugent Hopkins. There's one guy like and I really don't want to see them win, but if they did, like a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who basically rumored to be have traded multiple times could you imagine like if, if like edmonton he just wins because every time a team wins right the blueprint in the nhl trains if a team like edmonton wins it's going to be like anyone but calgary anc glassy yeah yeah hundy p mm-hmm. like um if if somehow edmonton wins does that like the nhl then goes and and copies this this blueprint now for building a team. So basically like you need a generational talent, go, go draft two, <laughs> two studs. So draft a generational talent and an art Ross quality forward and go get yourself, uh, an aging former Norris winner. Did Duncan Keith win the Norris? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did. Okay. And then also go get yourself some super inconsistent goaltender. Yeah. And just hope that he goes on a heater at the right time. Just, just find a trash bag with two sticks, and that should work. Yeah, what what a model that would be. The Edmonton model. Ugh. I mean, that would be great for the rest of the league. But That yeah. makes me sick to my stomach even thinking about that. Um, All right. Yeah. That was so, good. 
<laughs> you you good took a little good little rant you, there on you took this, on the the Edmonton that just I don't like talking. You took this to a place it didn't need to be. This, as I said, you guys, please, if you can, go and tell your friends about our show. We've been here long enough. You like us. We like you. You can go to Apple. You can go to Spotify. Tell a friend. Tell a coworker. Tell that guy that you see on the bus every day, like, hey, great podcast I'm listening to right now. Like, I don't care if you're listening to the murder mystery. You got to listen to this uh, potentially best Kelowna podcast about hockey. It's great. They've got great guests. They've got great people on the show. Give us some love. We would love it. We want to make sure that this keeps going as long as humanly possible. As long as the Canucks are relevant, we'll have a show. Um, and make sure, uh, like I said, just do do us a solid share. Um, we're going to have that contest coming. I'm still waiting for the, the pieces to come together. I've got, obviously, the sandals. Hats are showing up anytime now. And, and the other thing for the golf, golf course you're all going to enjoy. Make sure to... Stay tuned with us. Make sure that uh, you're not responding to Ted's DMs about being hacked. I thankfully didn't get one of those. So I have I have DM'd a lot of people today. Yeah, kind of rough day. Yeah. Eh? Rough day at the office. One of those. One of those days. I felt the need to apologize too. Well, I would say like sixty people. Oh no. Yeah, that's not good. It was a lot. That's not good. You didn't get one though, hey? I've I felt left out. I'm not gonna lie. That's good. That means that not everybody got one. That's good. Usually I get I get tagged on the uh, the Facebook, the Facebook, uh, um, the hackings. It always seems to come through on Facebook. Like if you got an offer for this, I'm like, shoot, I already clicked it. Thank you, Glassy. That's uh, appreciate you jumping on, buddy. That was good. Yeah, he's he's good good people, and apparently we need to be on uh, Bonzi soon, so we'll make that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, so. that'd be fun. I'd love to get on there. Yeah, he's apparently got consistent Wi-Fi now. So, anyway, <laughs> some something like that. I'm not quite sure. Here's the thing: we're the PP One Podcast. Ted Ryan, thanks for coming by. Thanks, Glassy, for uh, joining the chat tonight. Much appreciated. Go Canucks! Go next time we talk. Hopefully, we are talking about some pretty crazy conference finals. And you, you guys, it's almost summertime. We're almost there. Oh, I can feel it. Beers, beers and sunshine. It's we're coming. there. No, we're there. We're there? We're there. Okay. We're there. Peace out. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. 
Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, SayTheDamnScore.com.